This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clary hanging out with you guys. What's up, Rico? Hey there. How's it going? I'm here. It's Working. going all right. Excited for volleyball tonight. I think That's I'm gonna go. To, I think I'm gonna go to the Kansas Miami game as well. So is that one at four? Four thirty. Four thirty. So okay. I'm gonna be there by three thirty. Well, we will. We will get set up and yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh, get to the whole uh, volleyball breakdown here in a couple minutes. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Starter Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you guys the entire show today um send us your thoughts whatever's on your mind let us know once again 402-464-5685 the honda lincoln hotline the starter Heyman text line open forum well not okay just kidding no it's not <laughs> not not um, an open forum. Not, not an open forum I just, but so just I'm, any, I'm, any thoughts i'm gonna um, open this up the same way i open up the water cooler um yeah. in, in in involving the mickey joseph uh chatter we do not have any more information than what was provided to everyone via the police report that was released and via the email that was sent out to uh, sent out through the University of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have any more information, so we're not going to speak on it anymore. We just know that an incident happened. Mickey Joseph was arrested, and that's that's all we know. We, we're yeah. not going to speak on speculation. We're not going to speak on rumors. So if you have any questions about the rumors circulating, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. What we know is what was provided in the police report. What we know is there was an incident. Mickey was arrested, and that's it. I don't know anything else. Nick doesn't know anything else. So yeah, we're leaving it at that until we're provided with more information. And when we are provided with the information, we'll vet that information, and we'll bring it to you mm-hmm. uh, if we d- determine it to be true. Yep, and once again, uh, as, as DP said it <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday, from an athletic standpoint, uh, Trev Albert's statement Quote, I was made aware of the charges against Coach Joseph, and given the nature of the allegations and based upon university policy, he has been placed on administrative leave. We will have no additional comment at this time. So that's from the athletic perspective. And and I I, I will just take this moment um, once again and say, if you are one of those that does enjoy looking at Twitter, looking at rumors, um, swarming yourself, and you actually put value in what you see from from either fan accounts or Twitter trolls or whatever it may be, I would highly recommend to cleanse from that just a little bit. Um, yeah, tonight, because today might not be a Twitter day. Today, yeah, no, because it, the the Until amount volleyball, of the, the amount, let you know. the amount of junk um, that that is going out is around. Um, it'll make you crazy. And once again, as Rico just said, it's all speculation and. Um, frankly, if, if what, you know, if this coaching search now, not to, not to compare it at all to, to coaching search or, or to athletics, but it, it through, through the past, if we've learned anything, 
Twitter and fan accounts don't usually know the truth. They don't usually know what's going on until it's reported. Um, so once again, I, I would just if you if you if you're one of those that likes to you know surround yourself and uh, in, in that in that pool, then that's fine. Um, but I would I would tell you that don't put any stock, as much stock as as you would into a police report or into a into an official statement. Um, once again, yeah, and so. on and on the text line, see we're. We're not going to talk about what happened just because, like, it's not that we're not going to talk about what happened. We know what happened. We read the police report. We we realized that Mickey was arrested uh, for uh, what? What did the police report say? Something about third, third degree assault uh, and strangulation. We understand that, but we don't know anything else. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know anything else about that. We just know what was in the police report, and that's why we're not going to talk about any more speculation because. There's there's nothing to say what happened before, what happened during, what happened after. We just know what was in the report and what they fed to all of us. That's it. So yeah. when I talk about speculation, that's what I'm talking about, is what happened before, during, and after. We just know what they told us, so we're not going to talk about the rest of it because nobody knows except for the parties involved. It's it's funny. So unnamed texter texted in, it's funny that what, what you guys call, quote, junk. There's a police report. It happened. We're calling the the speculation and the rumors of who's involved and how everything went down. That is junk. Not because I I, I don't I don't have a clue what's true. I don't, I don't know what I do know is factual. Is the is the police report and the official statements from both Lincoln Police Department and the Athletic Department as well. I don't I don't know what else. And, and here's the deal: if you guys do know, hey, congratulations. Congratulations! You know something we don't you know, know. You know way more than we do, but I, I, I'm just—I I think it's—I think it's very smart to just warn people that in a passionate city like Lincoln, Nebraska, is when it comes to something like Husker football. Um, It's—I think it's very important that we just say have caution, have caution when reading every little message board, every little tweet. And putting value in it and taking it as gospel. And to me, so this has no, this has nothing to do with football. This is a family no. issue yeah. between the Josephs and between the, the police department of Lincoln. This has absolutely nothing to do with football. This has absolutely nothing to do with this station. We are not involved with it. No other station is involved with it. No fan account is involved with it. The Hus- Husker football uh, um uh, Nebraska football is involved with it because he was the interim coach. He's an assistant coach. He's a wide receivers coach. Whatever they're involved with it that mm-hmm. way. But this is not a football issue. This is a family issue. And this person asking, I don't even know if I want to read it. But okay, you know what? I'm gonna read. It. I don't care. Why is this station afraid to denounce domestic violence? We're not. We're not. Nobody here. Yeah. Is 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 not denouncing domestic violence. That is terrible. Yeah, and and here's the deal. We don't need to get into that conversation, so we can just go ahead and move on. Um, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. We we do we did feel like it was it was important for us to give our initial thoughts. It's right something here. that has to be mentioned. It, it's, we're, we're not we're not going to not talk about it because once again we are going to report the facts, and that's why we are here. That's why we're here. But um, that that's where Rico and I are at. Um, and I think the message across the the entire station has been. And, and here's the deal: um, if there's anything that I've learned, that number one, you're not going to make everybody happy. 
You're not going to please everybody. And somebody's always going to complain about how you decide to handle a situation. And so I appreciate the people that are vocal about it, but that's here we are. And if you want to come at us, um, that's fine. But I, last time I checked our job as, as media members and whether it's, a, it's an athletic department issue, whether it involved a player, a coach, whoever it involves, I think it's important to say that, that as a media member and as a journalist, it's, you report the facts. You report the facts. And Twitter and message boards and all that other stuff, that junk, when we say junk, that's what we're referring to, mm-hmm. that's not fact. That is not just because somebody that has a couple thousand followers on Twitter tweets out something involving any situation, whether it's something as serious as domestic violence and as 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 heinous, or as something as light as a guy entering the transfer portal. I'm not putting value in it until I hear it from an official spokesperson, whether that be a police department, whether that be law enforcement, whether that be the athletic department, whether that be somebody in charge. <laughs> that's just how I. That's how I roll. And I think when when you say when you clump everybody at the station together, and I don't think I'm even speaking out of turn when I say this, we all operate under that same belief. We don't. We do not put value into garbage. That's just not how any of us roll. It's not how DP has taught us to roll as a, as a as a boss, and that's not how any of us want to roll as coworkers or as media members. That's just not how we do it. And so, um, I, I guess at the end of the day, if you have a problem with that, then. You you are more than welcome to uh, turn the dial, but I guess with that in, in, in mind, you are always under the uh, understanding that when you turn on 93.7 The Ticket, whatever show, from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. some nights for ticket weeknights, there's going to be facts reported. Speculation in some situations are fine, whatever, but 99.9% of the time, it's a waste of time. It is a waste of time, and here we are. So with that being said, Husker basketball. How about that? Great performance last night. Um, I was in attendance. I thought, honestly, I I thought there was a a decent... (laughs) Here's the deal. I I thought there was a decent crowd on hand for an 8.15 p.m. tip-off. It was late. Against Boston College. Um, That's late for anybody in Boston that wanted to stay up and watch this game. That's true. I thought it was a, a decent... A decent crowd on hand, and when a guy like Casey Tominaga, um, when a guy like Casey Tominaga decides to go off and, and tie his career high of twenty three points, it, it gets the crowd in it a little bit more. And the, I mean, here is the deal: it was it was nice to sit there um, as the Husker fan in me when you, it, there was four minutes left in the game or so, or five minutes even, if you wanted to back it up a little bit longer. And sit there and say, you know what? Nebraska put this game away. They put this game away on the shoulders of Casey Tominaga, who tied his career high once again. Casey was on a, who, else. who was just fun to watch. Here's the deal: his mannerisms after he makes a shot, after he hit, has an assist, are they're just fun to watch because the guy always decides to to have some pageantry to his his celebration. He is fantastic. He is he's he's amazing. He's that spark plug off the bench yeah. that Nebraska really needs, um, and. Look, when he's on, he's on. Yeah, oh, he, exactly. he was he was perfect well, in the first it half. Was, it was funny. So this part was off the off the air, off the camera in the post game press conference. Fred Hoiberg. So actually, a friend of the state, a friend of the show, I should say, Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity was asked Fred after the post game press conference. 
you know, hey, what, what did you think when Casey just shrugged off the screens? Because there was a moment in there when Casey was was trying to do a heat check that he shrugged off the play call. Oh, he was yeah. just like, give He's me like, the no, rock. no, 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 we're G- doing this. Give me the rock and, and get out of my way. We're doing this. Um, when in, in the recent weeks here, here's the deal. I mean, in the recent weeks, Casey, it, it's been he that that man has not seen a defender. I mean, he he just he just pulls up. Casey does not know and launches a, from anywhere. He doesn't know a bad shot. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't see he, the the rim is a thousand feet wide to him, regardless yeah. of where he's at, regardless of who's in front of him. The, he feels like he can make it from anywhere on the on the court. And last night he was. He was yeah. shooting everything. So, he was doing great. And like you said, he shrugged off the screen. It was fantastic. Uh, the 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 skied layup that he made reminded yeah. me of his three on three with Japan. That's when you realize. I, I think that's when people in in the arena realize, like, all right, Casey's got it tonight mm-hmm. because Casey now. The offense is what's easy to to take note in, but there are two things, two parts of his game that kind of were, were catching all of us. And I was watching the game with Strick until he left, you know, halfway through the second half or so to come do the post game show. But I was watching the game with Strick and a couple other guys, um, and, and we were all kind of just like taking taking note and just continuing to to be in awe and, and watching Casey not only. Moving without the basketball, the the backdoor cuts, the the finding the open spaces in the floor, but also on defense, and and it really showed. I, I think w- when this team, Nebraska has has been such a, a poor shooting team over the last couple years. They they've also been a guy, uh, or excuse me, a team that's been focused on one guy. That they've they've been forced to have one single player every night. Like, hey, we need you to score twenty five or thirty mm-hmm. points. This season, the load. this season, it's not that way. Like, if you look at the box score last night, Derek Walker was five of six from the field, had himself a good game. Although he he had some foul trouble, the the the, the referees were whistle happy last night. Yeah, they were they were feeling um, themselves. They wanted to be involved in the game yeah. early, and they did get involved in the game early. Well, uh, uh, a silver lining to Derek Walker's foul trouble is Blaze Keita was forced into action and. Uh, Played really well. Mm-hmm. Had eight rebounds, uh, four offensive, That's, and he's yeah. look. He's he's pushing his weight. He's pushing his weight down there. He's jumping up over people, getting the boards, uh, and not just going straight back up with it. He's he's finding the open man uh, and getting them the ball, getting a couple assists in there, and uh, moving pretty well for a big man. Taking two charges, mm-hmm. which is always it's always weird to me when a big man takes a charge because I'm like, you should just go up and block it, right? But no, you get in this, you get in the in your stance, you get in your defensive position, and you're like, all right, I'm not gonna be able to block this. Let me just stand in the way real quick yeah so here here's what's um and, and that's kind of what i was gonna allude to I, I, you hit it on the head rico um it, it, blaze Keita, hey, he's one of those guys that when Derek walker was was out because of health reasons um and missed those games blaze Keita was was forced to grow up fast and, and be ready to play division one basketball right off the bat and there were there were definitely some growing pains and i, st- I still think there are some as we sit here, you know, on, on December first in Nebraska with a five and three record, I think there are still some some growing pains that that Keita's experiencing. However, um, that that man, <clears throat> he, he's a guy that is much needed depth and provides much needed depth for when Nebraska gets into the gauntlet. And, and Nebraska's on the outside looking in of a gauntlet, um, facing them right back in the face with a, a a matchup on Sunday against number seven Creighton on the road at CHI. Then you have Indiana in Assembly Hall. Number 10 Indiana. Number 10 Indiana, who just beat previously rated number one North Carolina, Carolina in the ACC Challenge. And then you come back home on December 10th 
and face a, t- a top ten team in Purdue as well. Zach Zach Eady. Yeah, Purdue. And, and exactly. So like w- when you look at this gauntlet now, Nebraska, I guess. Here we are sitting here looking at the, these next three games, and I think there's value in Nebraska getting a couple wins beneath their belt before they play in this gauntlet. So what's crazy is these last two games, obviously two wins against Power 5 opponents, mm-hmm. it is the first time under Fred Hoiberg that they've won two straight games against Power 5 opponents. In, a lot in, of firsts going non-cons. on this year. In, in non-con. So it's just interesting here um, when you when you look at how this team is built up, and we go back to the idea that they don't need somebody to drop thirty uh, a thirty burger every single night for them to not only not only stay competitive but even give them the chance to win. Um, I, a big reason why is because they're also playing much better defense this year. Yes, they're much more active on the defensive side of the ball of, of the floor. The and the man switching zone type mm-hmm. defense that they're running at the top of the key between the guards, and it really helps that that your guards and your your forwards uh, outside of Derek Walker and Blaze Keita, um, all of your forwards and guards can guard one through four. Exactly, they're all you know. Six four and above, or something around there, uh, outside of Casey um, uh, Tominato, well, and, and they're all able to guard. You know, they're switching. Uh, what, what? Who was it? It was uh, Bandamel, mm-hmm. Greasel, and um, um, Gary Juwan. Yep, Juwan Gary. They're up top, switching between all of the Boston College players, yeah. and nobody's able to get an open shot or drive by anybody because they're all, you know, kind of the same. Not the exact same build, but they're all strong and 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 long and lanky uh, to a, to a way that they're able to hang with just about anybody uh, that they were facing against Boston College. I don't know about the rest of the you know once mm-hmm. we get into Big Ten play and beyond, but uh, right now with the with the teams that they've been facing, they're able to match up pretty well one through one through three. I would also add that I think an underrated piece of, of this team. Now I don't want to make it sound like they're an undefeated team and we're we're claiming that they're going to be an NCAA tournament type of, uh, of roster. But I think when you're a Husker basketball fan, you, you, you kind of take the small victories when you can get them. And I think one of the underrated pieces of, of Nebraska and getting this five, the, so far five wins under their belt, I mean, here's the deal. They're, I mean, when, when you look at Nebraska and the expectations going into the season, you're, you're hoping for a, a around 500 conference record. Mm-hmm. And and with that, with some easier non-con games mixed in there, Nebraska's non-con slate isn't done yet. They'll still have the battle at the vault later here in December where they'll face Queens and they'll they'll it's it's featuring Queens, Mississippi State, Drake, like there there's a couple of other teams in there as well. But when you look at um, just expectations at prior to the year and and this was a year where I, and still is, Fred Hoiberg's seat is hot and, mm-hmm. and expectations um, don't change just because a coach's seat is hot. Nebraska basketball needs to find a way to get stay above 500 overall in, in records. And one way you do that is you play better defense. And one way you do that is you get size and you get length. And Nebraska did that with the addition of Blaze Keita with a healthy, and I want to reiterate that, a healthy Wilhelm Breidenbach. Um, I think you also did that with uh, adding a guy like Jawan Gary who's had experience back at, at Alabama mm-hmm. and – um, Emmanuel Bandamel from SMU, like you, f- and also finding a point guard in Sam Greasel that doesn't need to. F- he, he doesn't look for his shot every single possession. Like that, that man, you'll notice he'll quietly have six, seven assists early in the second half, but zero points on zero shots. Mm-hmm. 
and then all of a and sudden he'll like go he on a spurt. Yeah, it's not like he can't score. Yeah. He's just choosing to set everybody up before himself. Yeah, so it, Craig says this Fred seat isn't hot. It's on fire. And here's the deal, Craig. I guess when, when Nebraska gets to the end of the season, and I, I obviously don't want to look too far ahead, when Nebraska gets to the end of the season or we're sitting find ourselves in January talking about, you know, Nebraska's have, you know, first couple games in conference slate and they finally wrapped up non-con and things like that, we're going to sit here and say, well, okay, let's see, let's look at progress. Let's see what, what, what are things that we can point to to show that maybe Fred is finally, you know, figuring out they ha- he has the right guys around him in Nate Lenzer and, and Ernie Ziegler and, and, and Adam Howard, who's the new addition as mm-hmm. well. Um, what are the things that we can point to? One of those is hopefully so far, knock on wood, you don't have a bad loss like you did the previous years and, and how Nebraska basketball is notorious for losing to Incarnate Word or losing <laughs> to Kennesaw State. Like, you're, you don't have that bad loss in the non-con where that's one of those. If Nebraska eventually ever wants to get to being a postseason type of team. If you're sitting on the bubble, that's not good. Yeah, that's, well, exactly. That's one of those losses that sticks out like a sore thumb if you lose the game, but the, if you win it, Nobody ever focuses on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything for you. It does a lot more it's just bad there. than good, yeah. right? And so Nebraska first has to avoid that. And then they need to avoid you know, figuring out a way to the, avoid a, a massive slump in the middle of the season. I mean, there was, there was times where they've lost double-digit games in a row the last couple of years, and they got to avoid that. And so you kind of just take this thing one step at a time, I suppose. And so far, through eight games... They, for the most part, have beaten the teams that they're supposed to beat. They don't have bad losses, um, but they're, they're, they haven't necessarily been extremely tested either. Uh, they, they beat Florida State, which is a bad basketball pro or bad basketball team. You beat Boston College at home in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on an ESPN network, mm-hmm. um, and, and now you turn around and here we are. You, you face number seven Creighton on Sunday on the road, and it, it's followed up by two top 10 teams as well behind them so it's an opportunity and if you want to watch Creighton a little bit before Nebraska plays them on Sunday they have to go on the road to Austin Texas and play the number two Longhorns tonight so that's gonna be a good game it's gonna be a good game and remember just if you're slowly getting into basketball season they uh added Baylor Shireman the South Dakota State transfer as well and he's he's turns out he's pretty good he's pretty good so um there we are all right 402-464- 5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Hamid text line. Both those continue to be open for you guys. Um, appreciate appreciate all the all the positive texts. I, I appreciate that because um, a lot of times the negative ones can get uh, you know can cover up all the positive ones and, and the, those ones get lost in the shuffle. So we appreciate you guys. Appreciate you folks for sticking with us. Um, as as it's a it's a very uncomfortable day it's just not i don't even know if uncomfortable is right it's just it's just a a, a disappointing day a sad day um and and, and thoughts or prayers and are, are with everybody involved i think that goes without saying also i did this on on the drive rico and i think it's important that with our with our platform we we do this as well um if you or somebody that you know needs help whether it's domestic violence whether it's sexual assault whether it's um uh, suicide whatever it may be i don't want to leave anything out Make sure you know the numbers to call. Make sure they know that, that that there's people there for them. Make sure that they have the resources available. I think it's important that uh, we we bump that out because I uh, I think it's important that we 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 try to um, bring as much attention in, in light of these situations um, and hopefully so we can we can limit and mitigate maybe these kind of things from happening 
more and more often. So just want to make sure that that we have that and, and just to kind of remind everybody that there there is there are services available um, if you ever do or somebody you know finds themselves in a, in a situation like this. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into Husker football, actual Husker football discussions. Uh, Nebraska officially announced six assistants. Uh, Matt or yeah, uh, Matt Rule did, and so we will uh, we'll talk about those a little bit, and then we'll also dive deep into Husker volleyball with uh, with our our good old friend Rico. Because I'll do my best. Yeah, no, because we got a, We got a big game tonight, Delaware State, big match, I should say, big match uh, against Delaware State, and then. Uh, Obviously, possibly if, knows, if look if Kansas, Nebraska, Miami. Yeah, I don't want to just assume things. If Nebraska wins, they'll get the winner of Kansas, Miami. There it is. And there's a former Husker on Kansas's roster, yes. so we'll we'll let you know about that when we come back. We'll dive into all things Husker. Want to hear your guys' thoughts? Give us a give us a call. Shoot us a text. You guys know the drill. 402-464-5685. We'll be right back on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.